Hey, Geektitude listeners. I love gaming just as much as Joe loves gaming, and we love to talk about World of Warcraft and talk with people about it. So listen to Frazzlecast, a weekly podcast where we talk with people from around Azeroth and beyond. Find us at gnomepodcast.com or in your favorite podcast players. Just for spelling the name, it's F-R-A-Z-L-C-A-S-T. I should have thought better for naming that. Hello, friends. This is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. Hey geeks, this is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the Geek2Geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash capsulej. That's C-A-P-S-U-L-E-J-A-Y. I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8pm to 11pm Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then! Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 139 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Ray, once again, is off recruiting wonderful people for his art school. Uh, so today we are joined by Beige. Hey! How you doing? <laughs> doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We were just talking before uh, we started recording about how it has been two years almost since you have been on here last. <laughs> it is nuts. Like I said, I was like, I thought it may have been six to eight months ish. And because I remember sitting here, I was sitting here at this desk recording it. So I'm like, I didn't think that I'd changed my setup <laughs> that long ago. I was like, that's two years. That's insane. Yeah, I think it's just because we we do communicate on a pretty regular basis through Slack yeah. <laughs> that we forget that we haven't actually talked to each other in two yeah, years. I know. And it's like I have the uh, you whenever I was having a really hard time last year. I actually don't know if I've ever thanked you. I know I haven't thanked you by voice, actually, that I came home one day and I had a package and uh, it was from Joe and you had sent me uh, four Overwatch pops to make me feel better when I was having a really hard time uh, with my mom's sickness. And I still have the the handwritten note that you have that you sent me on my refrigerator. And Aww. I was like, it just meant so much to me that I just cried and cried. So I really want I want you and everybody to listen, uh, everybody listening to know just how wonderful of a human being you are. Oh uh, well, the the feelings mutual. I think uh, as we were just talking about before we started, I think you've done a lot for me and my mental health as well. So um, you know that's why that's why I love our network because I feel like everybody's just kind of takes care of each other. Yeah, I really think so. It's it, it's not a it's definitely not a money thing. It's like we actually like each other and care about each other. 
Yeah, it really is. It's like, you know, anytime we, we consider letting somebody else and it's like, is this somebody that we would like die for? <laughs> like, yeah, you really, really? Like that's what it is. <laughs> would, I, would I take a bullet for this person? Kind of, I don't know if I'd take a bullet for any of you, but I really love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so have you been up to anything exciting in the last two years? <laughs> you should know. <laughs> uh, the last two years, pretty uneventful. Nothing's happened. Um, no, the the last, well, last recent, ugh, my God, the last bit at least, I've been like getting back into video gaming and uh, last year really helped with my, with my mom being sick. It gave me a lot of time to play RPGs and things like that. And most recently, it's been Pokemon that I think since the, in the last month we're recording, I don't even know what today's date is around the 26th, 27th. Uh, mm-hmm. So right at a month ago, I've beaten three Pokemon games and completed, I think 650 out of 800 ish on the living Pokedex to be able to like the ones that I actually have and I'm keeping individual ones in the bank online. So I oh, kind of wow. went all in on Pokemon because my, uh, my eight year old nephew discovered it and he wants to be able to talk about it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, let's dive in. <laughs> now, is this first time through or are you going back to a lot of this? I went back to it because I was like 15 years old when Blue came out, when Red and Blue released in the U.S. And so I remember bringing it to school with me then. Like I, I brought the the old brick original Game Boy uh, to school and didn't uh, play it in school instead of use it, actually doing my adventures in supercomputing class. I didn't program. I was playing Pokemon. And <laughs> then over the years, I just kind of here and there stuff and but recently I played Omega Ruby with my friends at work. We all brought our DSs and we're trading and playing and stuff. But this has been really the first time I've, I've really gotten into it uh, full on and I've been enjoying it a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, I remembered when uh, Pokemon Go kind of blew up. I was like, I'm going back to Pokemon Yellow. Uh, yep. <laughs> Go see how that is. And um, did you like it? Did you like going back to that one? It is, but I kind of like if you look at the guides and stuff. Pokemon Yellow, the curve is a lot different than Red and Blue, uh-huh. and I honestly think Red and Blue is better in ways because, like, your 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 Pokemon tend to be at the level they're supposed to be when you get to where they're supposed to be. <laughs> yep. And uh, that was the issue with Let's Go is that it's a much easier game than I thought it was going to be. Like, I don't remember Pokemon ever being hard, but I remember having some battles that were like, okay, I'm, I'm dying and I have to reevaluate what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. Let's Go, I was over leveled the entire time. And it's, yeah. it's yellow, like it's a remake of yellow. So it, I, it is still that way. Yeah, yeah. Very neat. That's a fun one. Anything, what else? What else are you up to? Uh, watching a lot of TV. My wife and I found a lot of stuff on Netflix recently that we really liked. Like everybody else in the world, we're watching the Marie Kondo uh, TV show, The Tidying Up. Have you seen any of this yet? I've, I've just seen the memes. I've just oh. seen the memes. <laughs> like I read part of the book. I have the book on audiobooks. So I've listened to part of it and I got the part where everything sparks joy. And I was like, okay, that's a really good way. And so it helped me kind of tidy up different things in my life, but not really going all in. And then I watched this TV show and I'm like, I am a garbage human being and I need to clean everything in my house and I have so much clutter. It's like I could be on this show and it's like I could really use Marie coming in and and helping me because we just have so much stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, even before that, we're wanting to really like get down to to as minimal of just 
random stuff we don't care about as we can. So this has kind of been a kick to us to try to try to trim out the uh, trim some of the fat off if we can. Yeah, I think that's definitely one of my goals for the summer is to just kind of go through and, and, you know, the places that are storage places that we never open but are yeah. full. <laughs> so those things need to be looked at. Yeah, that's that's actually one of the main things for us is we have this storage room that actually uh, was a workshop for the people who lived here before. And Jennifer wants to make it a workshop again. But mm-hmm. all of our storage was in there. So I have like old comic books that are just in long boxes that that I really care about and need to be climate controlled. So I need to bring them inside and I have so many old Star Wars toys that it's just absurd and our Christmas and Halloween decorations. So we're we're go, going through the process right now of going through that stuff, realizing what we need to keep and what we actually need to get rid of. That it's like, okay, this has actually served its purpose. Now we need to to let it go. That uh, yeah, that, that's that's, that's one. good. And uh, have you seen the TV show Sex Education? No, was it good? Oh, it is really good. Like I didn't think it was going to be great based on the the trailer, and it is one of the most engaging TV shows I've watched in so long. That it's uh, it's got Gillian Anderson in it. And uh, she is a she's a sex therapist and she uh, her son uh, is Asa Butterfield, the guy who played Ender in Ender's Game. Okay, yeah, he is a fantastic actor. Like he's he's like like 21 now, I think. And he plays a 16 year old and he he totally pulls it off. And it is just this show about a kid whose mom is a sex therapist. And then people kind of find out and he starts being that for some of his high school people and uh, his classmates and it's uh hilarity ensues and also a whole lot of drama like it is like we started to really care we're like no it's like if you've ever watched freaks and geeks have you seen that one i have not seen that one oh there's a character named Lindsay, and she's like the good kid who goes like doesn't go bad but she's like experimenting and rebelling and it's like no Lindsay, why are you doing that that's not the choice you should make that's kind of the way we feel about watching uh watching this one it's like no this is no this is not how it's supposed to go being a teenager is too hard <laughs> and it's uh, that's our thing being a teenager is hard and so it's easy to forgive just about anything that goes on and we can say that because we're not high school teachers <laughs> well uh, i do have to say like we we do acknowledge that I think I, I kind of point it out to the kids all the time. <laughs> like, when, like they still do that kind of thing where you catch them doing something wrong and they make the guilty face and like slowly put whatever they're not supposed to have behind their back. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, and I always tell them, I like, I'm like, please, when you get older, do not make your profession ninja. Because it's not going to work out for you. <laughs> no, they put it behind their back. That's wonderful. Yeah, like, like I've got a rule where you know those um those shoe organizers for closets that are just kind of like pockets that yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, so I've got two of those in my room, and they've got numbers on them, and the kids are supposed to put their cell phones up there. Uh, okay. But every, I'm so busy, I don't always look over to see if people have actually put them in. But they'll walk up to me with their. <laughs> I, their iPhone, like their earbuds, like dangling from their neck and oh, leading no. to their pocket. And I'm like, what are those headphones attached to? Uh, nothing. nothing. <laughs> it's like, is your phone not up on the wall? No, go put it up there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's stuff like that. It's like, you know, like, like now it's like, I would look at that and be like, I just don't want to get in trouble. I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, I'm totally keeping my phone in my pocket. It's right. like, I I was super lucky that I was the, we didn't get cell phones 
like mm. really cell phones that you could carry with you until like my senior year of high school. That I had one when I was 16 in my car because my parents absolutely wanted to know where I was at all times. Like this was 1999. So like by the time I graduated in 2001, that was the first time people had it like in school. So they didn't have rules. They didn't know how to handle it. And I got out of there before there was any kind of real, real problem with it. So it was, it was a very, very wild west thing there. Nobody had, had pockets to keep them and be being nice about it. They were very mean. So this is, <laughs> this dates me. Um, my Walkman. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> oh yeah. I've got one or I, I had one. I had, I had one that had the, um, the headphones had kind of broken. So it was just a pad. And a lot of us did this because the, like whatever the, the headphones were at the time, they, they, a lot of them did this. And what mm-hmm. you would do is you would string it up through your jacket and down the arm. Um, and then put it under your wallet or not your wallet, your watch so that it was kind of like the, um, the ear, po- ear pad was like oh. right at your wrist. And then you could lean <laughs> on your hand and listen to your music while the teacher was talking. Oh, like, these that, are the things we would have to do to get away with stuff. <laughs> that is crazy. That has never been across my radar. That has never come up. That is awesome. That is such a good idea. Because I know those headphones. I know them breaking off where it's just that that earpiece, that ear pad. Mm-hmm. So that is that's a good that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, that was because because now the kids they just kind of their like their hoodies are up, and you know if their hoodies mm-hmm. up, they're listening to music. Oh yeah, but. Um, they just don't work as hard to get away with stuff. <laughs> no, they really no. Don't. It's like we we were all about like trying to be sneaky, and uh, even when I was teaching just a just just a few years ago, it was the same way. I saw kids with I say kids, they were adults at that point. That I saw the students with their their earbuds in in the back of class, and I just like I just shake my head. It's like you're gonna fail. <laughs> That's the beauty about college versus high school, though, because mm-hmm. I could be I could just look and be like, I'm not gonna yell at you today. It's like this is. It's up to you at this point. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. But, so sex education, that's one I think it sounds like yep. that's one that Matt and I will enjoy. That I think that you guys will realize it is it it is super vulgar, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's in the the most hilarious ways. It it's great. And then we started watching the uh, I think the assassination of Gianni Versace is what it's called. I can't remember the full thing. We just call it Versace mm-hmm. and uh, the American Crime Story uh, season two. And it is so intense. It is. I don't even like we don't like true crime stuff like this is not the kind of show that we would normally watch. But the OJ Simpson season got us like we loved it. And this one is so intense. We can't watch more than one episode. Like last night we got so tense. Like we were actually like balled up watching one episode. It was like, I think the fourth or fifth episode of the season. We're just like, Oh my God, I I, I know what's going to happen, but it's, Oh, don't do this. We were, we, were, we were hoping against hope that what we knew was going to happen wouldn't happen because it's happening in reverse chronological order mm-hmm. where it's uh, you see the you see the murder of, of Versace in the first three or four minutes, maybe 10 minutes of the show. I mean, that one is just right there. And then that episode happens. Then the next episode happens about a week before that. The next episode after that happens a week before that and just continues that way. And it's uh, leading up to it. And it's like, you know what, where this is going. Like it's such well put together TV because it's hard to pull that off. 
when you're doing it in that order. But I mean, we were talking about Glee earlier uh, before we started recording, and it's Ryan Murphy who does it. So mm-hmm. the guy knows mm-hmm. how to do TV. Yeah, he like really does. So he he is doing great on this season. That uh, we didn't know if he'd be able to follow up how well he did with season one, but absolutely, season two is just as good for us at least. That's been on our list, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to dive into that one. We've yeah. been, we've been um, I don't know when my when my parents in law were here while their house was being renovated. They were they lived with us for like eight months, and um, and we were trying to find things that we could watch together. Because, yeah. you know, they have different tastes and you don't watch the same things with your family <laughs> that you do on right. your own. Yep. And and it never fails. Anytime, like, do, do you, did you watch Walking Dead? Uh, I did for the first three or four seasons. I can't remember exactly which one I stopped on, but I did for a while. Well, the... Um, the one episode that they saw when they were staying over and then we just stopped watching it while they were here was the look at the flowers episode. Oh no. I, it was, it's always like the either, either it's a gruesome horror, horrible death or just blatant full on sex. Like right up, like yep. every time we're watching a show. So we're trying, we always try and find something that we can find that we all enjoy that we do. So what we've kind of landed on were when they were here was British crime dramas. Oh yeah. And we love our British crime dramas now. And so when with with them we've watched Happy Valley, Shetland and um Broadchurch. I think were the okay. three that we did. And like Happy Valley is amazing. There is nothing happy about that valley. <laughs> um <laughs> but now like we we couldn't find any new ones and we were really really bummed and I like we, Matt and I didn't know what to watch. We're kind of in the middle of all of our shows. Like either they're not back from hiatus or we've blasted through them. And so <laughs> we're looking like, what else? Like, is, is there another, have they put any more British crime dramas on Netflix? And they have, they did like a dump and Oh, good. I did a dance. I was so excited. I'm like, there's like six of them. This is awesome. And so now like the next few months are just taken care of. You're yeah. Good now. Yeah. We're just good. We're just going to watch our British crime dramas. We're watching, um, uh, Mar- Marcella or Marcella. And, um, yeah. and it's, it's intense. It's a, like, they just have gotten progressively more intense as we found them. And um, so we're watching that, but we have to, <laughs> A, we don't want to blow through it and B, right. it, it is intense. So we, we kind of do an episode or two a night and then we, we back off. But I actually got my husband to watch the Orville. Oh, I haven't seen it. I've only seen trailers, but I hear great things about this one. Yeah, it was horribly advertised because what I was promised by trailers was goofy silliness. Yeah. No, they're quality Star Trek The Next Generation episodes with just a hint of goofiness. Really? Yeah. See, I was expecting it to really be this kind of off-the-wall wackiness that's put into a Star Trek The Next Generation type setting. No, it, and that's and that's why they like it horribly, horribly advertised. Because, I mean, luckily enough, like, luckily it's got enough of the silliness that the tone is there, but yeah. mean, every episode we've watched, they've dealt with some like heavy issue. Like major, like this is this is a big deal issue. I can't believe they're doing this on a what's what's being advertised as a spoof 
television. Yeah. It's it, Galaxy Quest is what it looked like. It looked like a TV show of Galaxy Quest with uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. If you found, like, if, if Star Trek's The Next Generation and Galaxy Quest had a child, it would be the Orville. That sounds fantastic, actually. That, that is almost exactly what I want out of a show these days, mm-hmm. because I haven't watched Star Trek Discovery. No. That I keep hearing stuff about it, and I, I'm, I'm, I know the twist, I know what's happened on it, and I, I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. It's still a serious, heavy Star Trek, and I haven't been in the mood for that in years and years and years. Yeah, probably it, since I watched Battlestar Galactica and uh, it destroyed my hope in and in, in humanity. And <laughs> yeah, I stopped watching that I, for kind of that same reason. I'm like, these people aren't fun to watch. <laughs> like, I'm we not were planning our wedding. Them. Like, we were planning our wedding. We had watched the first four episodes. It was that mini series, and uh, we liked it. We decided, you know, we're just going to de-stress. We're going to come lay on the couch. It's not going to have. We're not going to have any kind of problem. Uh, we're just going to watch this and and de-stress. The first episode is they're being attacked every thirty three minutes, and it's this high intensity, uh, high emotion uh, drama. Just completely like one of the the best episodes of the series is the actual first episode, mm-hmm. and we're seeing here. It's like, and then you get like the next episode, and they're tra- they're erasing people off of this whiteboard and counting down the number of humans that exist Mm -hmm. and we are dead center and planning our wedding and it's like nah nah we can't do this it's like there's 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 one kind of stress on one side and we can't watch humanity die while uh, while we're doing this it's like nope we can't so after all that was over we went back the next summer and uh i'd seen it as it aired and she had never seen it It was just like that's what we did we lived there Mm -hmm. that summer like that episode of portlandia it was it was great yeah, so it sounds like we've been doing a lot of fun television stuff because we were like really yeah. we 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 kind of looked at each other and we're like we we have no more British Bake Offs to watch. <laughs> like, uh, that, that, we uh, still have about half the last season to watch. We didn't uh, get through all of the last one. Yeah, we, we that one's done. Um, Superstore's not back yet for some reason. We finished Timeless. Like so, we just we're just like there's oh we 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 started watching Claws. Okay. Have you have you heard? No. Okay. It's basically Breaking Bad, but with instead of the the teacher and the former student, it's a bunch of women who work in a nail salon. Oh, (laughs) it's there. There, (laughs) and it takes place in Florida, and they're involved with the like this weird mob family, and it's it's just weird. It's like Breaking Bad, but every once in a while, you know how super you've seen Superstore. Yeah, I've seen half the first season, and then it went on hiatus, and life happened, mm-hmm. and I want to go back and watch it. Oh, it's such a good show. But you know how every yeah. once in a while, they'll kind of do the people in Walmart thing? That's just uh-huh. They do that with people in Florida. Oh, God. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it's like, these are people from Florida, and then we'll go back <laughs> to our regular story. <laughs> I would love that. That does sound great. Yeah, but their, their second season is... Um, they're in the middle of their second season and we missed the first five episodes. So we can't watch it on Hulu until it comes off because we don't want to pay for it. Yep. I totally understand that. There are a few shows that we've bought because of that, that we, uh, we, we absolutely have to watch like the good place. Mm -hmm. That's one Mm -hmm. that is probably our favorite show right now. That and Brooklyn nine, nine are the two that we are, are obsessed with. Like we make sure that we are on, that we watch it every week that uh, it and well and crazy ex-girlfriend we've bought it because of uh, on amazon prime so that we can watch it uh instead of waiting to binge it 
that that show was just phenomenal. I, 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 it's partly because Matt wasn't into it, but I am a little ashamed that I didn't keep up with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, especially because it it literally takes place in the place I, I grew up in. Yeah. I, you, I, I, I grew up in Flash, West like, Yeah. <laughs> like, that's perfect. I'm like, I know all these places. I used to go see the movies in the, the opening number shot. That's where I used to Oh, go. that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. That would... I love that show and it handles mental health on TV better than anything I've ever seen mm-hmm. that I like. She really is the crazy ex-girlfriend and it stops being a joke at, uh, about, uh, through at least through the third season, but uh, it's, it's wonderful. I love that show so much. That's awesome. Um, and you were talking about British crime dramas. Have you ever seen, uh, life on Mars, life? the British version, not the American version? No. It is wonderful that it's it's a crime drama because it's a police drama. I should say that it's a guy uh, in modern times gets uh, hit by a car. And when he wakes up, he's in the 1970s in in his city uh, as a detective. And it's wonderful. The British version is brilliant the way that they handled it. And uh, the American version is doo doo. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll get the is, BBC version instead. Yeah. The BBC version is great. It was one that we studied in class for my cult TV class that, that just absolutely great. Like Dr. Lavery thought it was literary enough to be able to talk about. And uh, it was, it was great. The American one, just avoid okay. just like every other version like that. You can, you can avoid the American one. Awesome. Very cool. We 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 geeked out. I put I put. I just been doing the theater thing, but I've you know I've been, I've, I've been doing some good stuff, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when Void and I are always doing it on hours. He says something, or he puts it in the notes, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I was doing this week too. Mm-hmm. Turns out I wasn't just laying there like a lump or lying there like a lump. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to go to our commercial break, and when we come back, we are going to discuss all the stuff. We're we're discussing all the stuff we we do do. Um, we're going to discuss all the stuff we want to do, but just don't have the time to do it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And we are the hosts of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie. Yes. Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice and download our podcast today. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. And we're back. So, Bij, what are what is your episode this week? Uh, this week, I'm going to be talking about uh, Dragon Quest with Austin. While Void is out, I'm uh, getting him in because he just started a blog on the uh, geek to geek site. So uh, he's going to play all of the Dragon Quest games over the course of this year. So he's going to blog about it the entire way. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to him about that. That's awesome. I love, I love our new people. They're like, we have, I, I have to, res- as soon as we're done recording, I am, I'm going to edit the capsule J uh, episode oh, cool. that we recorded last week. Um, 
but we just got nice. We got nice people. We do and, all. And I, I love them all. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Cause I don't, one of the things I'm going to be talking about today is Twitch. And I kind of had to make a, a point to go onto Twitch <laughs> to see these guys. Cause I'm like, I don't know who these people are, but I want to see what they're doing. And, um, and yeah, they're just really cool. It's, it's fun to sit while they're playing and watch them. Yeah. And that's something that I love the thought of and never do that. I'll see, I'll only go on there when I see them tweet about it. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a thing that I could do and just sit here and chat, but I don't. Well, since it's on both of our lists, I mean, we could just start with that. Today, we're talking about stuff. We didn't know what to talk about today. Yep. And because there's so much stuff that we've already covered that we love, but there's also a lot of stuff out there that we want to love, but we just can't get to. Yep. <laughs> there's, only, there's only so much time in the day, and both of us have Twitch on our list. Yeah, I saw it on your list. I'm like, oh, yeah, live streaming is absolutely one of those things for me that I just I want to both do it and watch it. Right. That I can't find the time for every time that I'm, I have a few minutes to, to do like play a game on my computer where I would be able to live stream. I'm just like, do I want to put the effort into that? Do I want to actually load it up and talk to people and set everything? It's like, I don't know. Also, I'm bad at Overwatch and that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, do I really want to just show people how I get owned. <laughs> it's like, no, but I love the idea of this and I just adore it. I was talking to uh, Ray on, um, I think Facebook, and I he was saying some like, I I, I was telling him about Capsule J and yeah. Toidal Power and that they're streamers and you know they're the new people in the the group and everything, and he's like I don't get Twitch because he's not a gamer. He's <laughs> yeah. like I don't understand. He's okay. like he's like remind me again what it is because I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, well, when I was younger like i remember one summer one winter break when i came back from college um i spent the entire winter break in my room i had a couch and tv and my brother had set up his gaming system in there while i was right. gone and i we just, i just watched him play prince of persia for the entire break yeah like that that's that awesome. and resident evil and and it's like it's basically that but virtual <laughs> yeah and and I don't do that. Like I love like I watch people in real life play video games all the time and I love mm -hmm, it. Like mm -hmm. they're like Jennifer has played through Donkey Kong, uh, Tropical Freeze, and I just sit there and watch her play it. And like Austin will sit and like I just watched him play through the end of Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance and Birth by Sleep and the whatever the fragmentary thing is in 2.8. And I loved it. Just sitting there talking to him, watching him play. But when it comes to virtual stuff, I haven't ever been able to to find the 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 right mindset to do that with somebody online. Mm -hmm. And I want to like I'm thinking Kingdom Hearts three might be the one for me with that. Because, yeah, I can see that because on the PS4, you can get into a party and actually just watch somebody and talk with them all through uh, as they're playing. So I'm hoping that with Kingdom Hearts three that they'll let you broadcast because we don't know that for sure yet. And that I'll be able to do that with people and uh, have that just, oh, I want to watch you play Kingdom Hearts for a little bit. I watched my wife play Kingdom Hearts one through uh, doing <laughs> And in college we had, uh, have you ever played Silent Hill three or any of the Silent Hill games? Maybe that's the one he was playing. Oh, yeah. Man. I haven't. I've never played it, but I <laughs> there was one time, and I think it was Silent Hill and not Resident Evil, where my brother came in and goes, "It was like you know, you're you're young, so you're right. up at two in the morning." He comes oh yeah. In, he's like, 
uh, you want to watch me play a game? And I was like, are you scaring yourself? He's like, a little bit. I'm like, all right, let's do this. That is... That is pretty much how why I watched somebody play Silent Hill 3. My friend Bob in college played it, and he's the kind of person who is the hardcore gamer and like mm-hmm. hardcore hardcore gamer. He is the he is the stereotype of gamers that you get in the best way. And he would sit there and uh play this and he beat it and then every time you beat it it would unlock a harder difficulty all the way from easy normal hard and and then extreme and then all the way up to extreme 10 and uh like he he decided that as he went through the extremes he wasn't going to save anymore and so he was going to beat it and his challenge to himself was getting all the way through the extreme difficulties without saving which meant that without dying and beating it all in one go and we watched that all of my friends and I would sit all night long sometimes and just watch Bob play Silent Hill three over and over on extreme all the way up to extreme 10. And then he would die and we would watch that same difficulty over and over again. I don't <laughs> know why. Like looking back now, it's it's a fond memory and I love it. But I, I look back and I'm like, I wouldn't do that now. It's like why? Because well, you're you're all together and you're hanging out, so you're not just watching. You're yeah. you're like interacting with one another, and and you're like it's a reason to to be together. Yep. And I haven't found that on Twitch, and I want yeah. to. Like I've never found that community there. Like I know is there, and I think that uh, that Troy and Jay will be able to do that. Like I really think because they're the two that I watch on there mm-hmm, and talk mm-hmm. with. So I think that's really going to be my end on finding a way to kind of hang out and do that virtual uh, watching people play. Definitely. So what else? What else is out there that you're like, oh, I want to do that, but just no time or no no ability to? Minecraft. Like these building games, I always go back to them. Do you ever play these or have the inkling to play them? I can honestly say that's one thing I'd not like Jonesen to do. Like it just, I part of me knows that I will never build something in there because <laughs> I'm one of those people who like, like I still haven't gotten through Skyrim. It's not a hard game, but I, I will get like an hour or two in and go, oh, I don't like this character and go back and create it. Like I have played oh. that tutorial so many times. Oh, and see, I can't do that. Like I'll make one and I'm like, I get far enough in. It's like, I do not want to replay this content and I'll just power through and be like, I'll rework what I have to rework later. Mm-hmm. Oh man. But Minecraft games, like these, these building games, like Portal Knights, Trove, all of these, it's like, I want to love these. It's like, I want to be able to sit down and just, just create or just explore in the sandbox. And every time it's just like, I cannot do this. It's like, I am just not having fun. And then I go back later. It's like, I want to play Terraria. And it's like, this is not fun. And it's like, I just keep wanting to get into it. And I just can't. And it's it's always going to be there for me doing that. It's like I, I saw I got a new Kindle Fire for Christmas from my in-laws and uh, I saw Minecraft on there for seven dollars uh, like two nights ago. And I was like, oh, I can get Minecraft on my Kindle. It's like you have Minecraft on other stuff that you don't play, dude. It's like, don't, mm-hmm, don't, mm-hmm. don't spend seven bucks on this. You literally will not play this for more than five minutes. <laughs> but I want to. It's like I, I want to get good at it. I want to play it. And I, I'm I'm never going to. Well, my nephew was playing, uh, like he was posting like how to videos on Minecraft and I'm like, Oh, oh my God, I got, I got a little buddy geek here. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, like I look at some of the stuff that the kids are doing with it and I'm like, maybe I'll just watch them on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> because they're doing a really good job. 
I, I did a two-player thing on Minecraft with our friends. Uh, I think he was six-year-old boy at the time, and he was so much better than I could do. Like I could barely control it, and so I really felt like one like like those adults that get that we always made fun of when they're playing games. They're like, no, no, you have to do this. This that's a lava tile. Don't put it there. And I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing, kid. It's like these <laughs> buttons don't do right. It's like I've never been that guy. It, it's yeah. oh man. What about you? What's some that you couldn't get into? What's something that, that you want to and you can't? The the first thing that came to my mind was Magic the Gathering. Oh yeah. Oh I magic. I think like I didn't get into it early enough and I felt like the point of entry by that time was just too steep. Yeah. And then um and now I'm like, if I wanted to try and get into it, I feel like I would have so much catching up to do. And there's always going to be so many people that are like, like you, like you said, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and so, and then the, the amount of money that would have to be put oh, into God. it. Cause I know how I get, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I just, I'm not doing it because I, I have other things now as a responsible adult that that money should go to. That it should go to. And if you were playing magic, it would not. Right. It, uh, absolutely would not. I, <coughs> Oh, excuse me. I used to play magic. I got into it when I was 14. I realized that as I, as we're sitting here talking about this, that was 22 years ago that I mm-hmm. played magic and I played it all through high school and college. And I spent thousands of dollars on magic. So many hours that I can't even, can't even comprehend on this. And I stopped playing it probably about 13 years ago was the last time I really sat down and played it in tournament uh, settings. And if I were to go back right now, I'd be the same way. It's like there's so much catching up to do. There's so much money I would have to spend just to to get where I could even bring myself to go play people in public with it mm-hmm. because of where I used to be. It's like there's no way. I would love to do it again. I miss that kind of camaraderie with people, but uh, the, the ship has sailed on that one for me too. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the times I feel the 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 most like ah the most regret is when I see my students playing it, uh, and I'm like, yeah. this is like I am kind of like there's a couple of us at my school, but I'm kind of the geek teacher. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, and um, and I'm like, I this is not something I can geek out with them about, and it bums me out. I'm like, I think what you're playing is so cool. I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> well, you could try the Magic the Gathering Arena that they released on Steam. That I think it's a free-to-play thing where you could just get the basics of. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't played it. I haven't tried it specifically uh, yet. I actually keep meaning to and uh, just haven't downloaded it. But that may be just an end to have those conversations with them. To be able yeah, to that might actually be a really good idea because I know I loved <laughs> when I was hardcore Hearthstoning. Oh yeah. Um, the kids would come up and go, all right, I need to build a deck. I'm like, okay, what do you need? And we just sit there like on our breaks and, and all right, no, 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 don't put that one in. How about one of these? And you know, it was just kind of like this thing that I could talk to them about. And uh, one of the kids, uh, cause I teach sophomores, one of the okay. kids when they were senior came up to me and were like, do you play Hearthstone anymore? And I'm like, I haven't played in a while. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting back into it. I was like, I wanted to know if you had any deck <laughs> suggestions. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't even know what cards are out there anymore. Oh, I know. 
It's when they started doing the type two type stuff, the standard and wild, where you actually had a limit on the year that you could play uh, mm-hmm. on certain uh, with certain sets. That was when I got out of it. I don't know yeah. what it was about setting that up, even though it is a better system. I just couldn't bring myself to keep up that regularly with buying the buying packs and working on them and the the single player stuff. I just haven't. I don't even have it loaded on a computer or phone anymore. No, neither do I. Neither do I. And it was funny because I know exactly what I knew I was done with the game when I had bought the next, like it pre-ordered the next uh, expansion. Yeah. And it had been out for like a week and a half and I hadn't opened my 50 packs yet. Oh, that'll do it. And I'm like, yeah, this is telling me that I'm done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is exactly that is you being done with it. It's like you spent all of that money on it and it's like you should have been excited. And it's like, Because opening 50 packs is fun. I don't care what game it is. Even if you don't play the game, like if you were to start playing like, uh, is it Eternium or something like that or or Pokemon Mm -hmm. or anything? It's like, you got 50 packs, like let's open them. Let's see what we've got. I don't know what these cards are, but I just opened up 50 of them. (laughs) And when you don't want to do that with a game you love, yeah, that, that, that time is, is gone. Yeah. All right, back to you. Okay, so tabletop games, like RPGs, D&D specifically, like the Star Wars RPG, the Edge of the Empire stuff. I'll love these. Absolutely love these games. And I never have time to really devote to them. And it makes me so sad because they're some of the most fun I've ever had gaming. That they're just they're they're fantastic. I love sitting around and doing this, but the the time commitment to doing it, where you have to get like six seven hours a week to uh, to really devote to it one night or multiple nights, and getting a group of friends together, even if it's online, even if you're doing it with tabletop simulator or anything like that, it's just it's just too much of a time commitment and I haven't been able to, to get into it in years. And uh, we even tried to do it earlier this year with edge of the empire, the star Wars RPG. And one of our friends ended up not being able to listen to, or not being able to, to meet up with us uh, so we could do it. And then it was just, it fell apart and we just, I, I, we couldn't find the time to do it and get other people. And it just, it's just sad because there's so much fun. They love, really are. I love tabletop RPGs. I started with the Marvel superheroes game on AOL chat rooms. Oh, wow. So that's that was, back in the day. Yeah. I remember it being there and I have a friend or had a friend who I haven't talked to in a long time, but he started on that and moved into the current uh, Marvel games. And man, I never played it. That was one that I can say I never got into. I, I actually had one of the, um, the I think I had the first email list for the classic Marvel superheroes game. Wow, like I you, loved it so much. Like you ran it. Like I ran it. Like awesome. I, I passed. I passed it on to somebody else, um, and they now have it as a Facebook group that I'm kind of a, a member of. But I don't. I don't play it with anybody. But it's still a. It's still a live, living game. They have like a, um, a whole website that they keep all the characters updated. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm I'm just googling it right now. Uh like like looking at this like classic Marvel Forever is that the one? Yes. That Oh my goodness. That's awesome. I had, that was when I that was when I started. I started with, with AOL. We had a we had a great little group that would play every week. We had little spin-off groups that came out of it. My my um 
my DM's name was Kutch. And we, he was like, anytime he was going to do something awful to us, he'd say suddenly dot, dot, dot. And then in the little out of character, like you had, you do double um, parentheses Uh on either side to indicate out of, um, you were talking out of character and all of us would just be like, oh shit. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) And we'll just wait to see what was horrible. Like what horrible thing was going on. And one time there was a, uh, we had just rolled new characters and one of our, our players had like all these contacts. And so she decided that they were all family members. And so she was having a family reunion and he dropped a meteorite on them. <laughs> he was like, there's too many contacts. <laughs> you guys will you please breeze through this new stuff. And she's like, I can't believe you just killed my entire family. <laughs> See, that's why I love tabletop games. That kind of thing you cannot get in a video game. No, no you can't. How how great it is. Like I, You know that I love me some online games, but you cannot have someone murder your entire family with a comet. And, 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 and wow, that's just not yeah. going to happen. And yeah, it, no, it, it, oh. it's... It's like I miss that stuff so much. And one of my colleagues just yesterday was talking about like he, he's he's doing now all the all the technical side of, of my drama stuff. Yeah. And he wasn't able to go to our load in yesterday because, you know, he's got like a toddler at home and he's like, I've already missed a lot of home time this week, so I'm not coming in. And I'm like, I understand. He's like, I'm just trying to find a time. He he has been in a biweekly or like an every other week game group with the same guys he's been gaming with since high school. Oh, wow. And he's now in his forties. And like, I just like, I I want that. And he's like, well, dude, (laughs) when you have a toddler at home, it's very hard to get that. I can't even imagine with a toddler. Like I don't have any kids and I, I can't find the time to do anything I want to like that. It's like, if I had kids, I don't, I, I don't understand how people do it that mm-hmm. people with kids, I don't understand how you steal that time away that I'm just, yeah. I guess you learn, but man, with a toddler and doing that, I'm jealous. Cause I want a group like that. I want yeah, to be so a particular I. thing. It's like, I don't know if you ever interacted with a uh, 13th story on Twitter. Uh, he, he's a local guy. I know he's a, he's a good friend and you may be starting to blog actually like Austin is. And, uh, like suit he's an, a mod on uh the subreddit for just our nintendo uh so if you ever go on there you'll probably see him and he has a weekly gaming group here where they either do D one week or board games the next and there i tried tried to do it and i tried to go and it was super fun and i killed a dragon with a fireball in D and <laughs> and i couldn't find the couldn't find the time to ever keep to keep going back every wednesday and it yeah. just made me so it makes me so sad that I can't commit to that because recording the podcast is the one thing I've done every single week. Uh, and that's really where my 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 scheduled me time comes in is the recording the podcast. The rest mm-hmm. of it's just kind of random. So tabletop gaming, having a schedule like that is specifically why I got out of rating on WoW. I couldn't keep committing the exact same thing over and over and over again for this part time job I was playing. Yeah, which which that's another thing. I have I have not raided in WoW since well, seriously since Wrath of the Lich King and certainly okay. not since Cataclysm. Cuz same reason, like there's no way I could commit to a regular time. Like my yeah. husband already goes, you spend, "You spend too much time in that room." Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I know that and, and it's not even not even Jennifer getting mad at me. 
for that, like she never got mad at me for anything like that. It was just, you're not having fun doing that. Because mm-hmm. she would always just hear swears coming from that room, just me <laughs> yelling obscenities. She's like, I don't think you have fun when you play that game. And I thought about it. I was like, I actually don't. And uh, that's really what got me to stop doing it. But I think it was Cataclysm for me. We got through uh, Heroic Firelands. We ki- started killing about half the the bosses in Firelands on WoW. And uh, then my friends and I tried to do a 3v3 team. And one of my friends got mad at the other for telling him what gems to socket, and it broke our team apart. And so we stopped raiding, and we stopped, uh, and we stopped uh, doing PvP. And like that was the end of it. I had that experience. I was the one being told what gems to put in, and I was like, "Dude, I have been a hunter my entire life. I don't know why you think I don't know what I'm doing." It was. It was a hunter. It was because my buddy was telling my, telling my friend who was a hunter that he needed spell pen gems, and uh, he he was arguing him like we were we were actually on the phone. Like we got so, they got so angry that we moved from Ventrilo to our phone. We did a three way oh, call. Wow! And they were and I was just sitting there like I wasn't even involved in the argument. I was just running around on my disc priest. It's like I'm a tank, whatever. And uh, <laughs> uh, they were arguing about this and like providing links to each other and saying, "Go look." this up this guy says this and look at these numbers and it's just like luke did not want spell pen in on his hunter and and john really wanted that spell pen on there and it broke apart our guild and our 3v3 team like it was it's ridiculous and funny now and then i was so sad oh yeah like it's tragic it's like i i remember being on the phone with my brother who was the raid the raid leader and going i can't believe he's telling me what to do like i like i was so upset like, yeah. like, cause this is another friend. This guy's one of the few people that I've met online who's been to my house and right. like, we're still friends, but yeah, the that's the way I this was, guy was. He, he, yeah. he came down in, uh, from Michigan to hang out over new years and, and stay a week and hang out. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, like I, I read this stuff all the time. And by the way, Luke was right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will never tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No spell pin. No. <laughs> man but the, the and, and at the time i know this is off topic from everything but at the time all of the uh uh like whatever the gladiators were at that time were running spell pen in on their hunters and uh, it was just man man that argument uh, it was i remember pacing around my front porch like i remember that for some reason that one has stuck out to me when everything oh. fell apart yeah, I was the walking, dirtiest thing in the world. I was walking through the grocery store picking up stuff for. I think I just started dating Matt. Oh, okay. I was, so I was so I like I have to take a walk, and I, we were in West Hollywood at the time, so we we were like a five minute walk to the grocery store. I'm like, I'm gonna go pick up something for dinner, and I'm just like on the phone with my brother who's trying to call me down, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> like you can you get him under control because if he messages me one more time with advice, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> This is this is so wonderful to me. Like I'm so glad that I'm not alone in this. Like both the horrible thing and that it happens. It's like getting so riled up about it. Well, it becomes so like like you work so hard, and that sounds funny. Like people who don't know understand are gonna be like, you're playing a game, but you gotta understand you have to grind to get the gear, and then you have to make sure you have enough money and resources to get the the stuff to a make the gear better and there's hours of going online and figuring out exactly what gems you need to socket what exactly what enchantments uh-huh. you need to put on things exactly what potions and, and flasks you need to run and 
and if you're not and if you're not the one pulling the numbers you're you're letting your team down yep. <laughs> because you've got this joint goal and and to be called out as the one person who wasn't uh-huh. pulling their weight i was like oh <laughs> i was i was always terrible at dps like i've been a healer since uh, since molten core that's been my thing I drew i switched to a priest in blackwing layer like i have always raided and i've always been a healer and i decided to switch to dps when i'm in when we get into uh wrath of the lich king and i, I level up a uh, death knight and i'm a death knight and we're on sar 3d and uh, so we're doing the three drakes on sartharian and uh like everyone in our guild knows i'm bad at dps it's like I'm always near the bottom. It's like they keep me in because we've been raiding together for years and years and years. And they're like, dude, I really wish you had a healer. And I'm like, I don't want to play a healer anymore. And so <laughs> I'm playing this this thing. And, and I'm in the hardest encounter in the game at this point uh, before there was heroic stuff. So you had to have the different mechanics, you know, and... Mm-hmm. So we're doing the three drakes and we, we we keep failing because it's the hardest. We eventually get it. We're, we we actually got SAR 3D down before uh, before they actually nerfed everything and the expansion came. And it was one of those weird nerd proud moments that I still yeah. wear that title for. And there was one time, one encounter where we got really close, but but we failed. Like we just could not get the DPS out. And on the meters, I was number one. And nice. my death knight was number one. And just over over vent it was just our, our guild master uh john actually the one who was telling luke about spell pen uh was just like guys bj is number one on dps what are you doing oh no <laughs> and it's like and i agreed with him i laughed i was like yeah guys when i'm number one you guys are doing something wrong <laughs> and uh like it was it was purely out of death knights being new and overpowered at the time i am terrible at dps <laughs> to this day you don't want me dpsing in your raid that's funny. But, my but it, my yeah. glory moment was the um was um in wrath um the four horsemen mm-hmm. because you had to keep the two in the back like yep. away from each other and i had the hunter and i had um i was one of the people who got the slime pet because they're like if you went into did Sholazar basin there was a Sholazar basin quest where you had to like summon these spirits and one was a hydra one was a crocolisk and one was a slime okay but they all thought that they were crocolisks oh so you could tame it i still to this day have him awesome um yeah it's just this ooze that kind of follows me around and uh but he was my my Pet and I. The big controversy if you're a hunter is always, you know, do you optimize your pet or do you bring your favorite pet? Right. And I was like, that was one of the 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 the, the discussions that we had was I was not using the right pet, but because he was a crocodile, he had the like the the stomp the area of effect uh-huh. thing, and so all you do is you just flip back and forth between <laughs> the two in the back because uh-huh. if you have got too many stacks on you, you, you know, and so I, I think that was what proved to to my friend that he needed to leave me alone because I was the <laughs> only one who went back there who could keep keep those two apart because I had you know the two people that could have aggro. Yeah, so 
That's that's wonderful. And I miss this kind of stuff. Like, this is the stuff I would love to get back into. Like, they just released a new raid on WoW, I think, last week, week before, mm-hmm. sometime. And it's like, I read about it, and it's like, I want to do this, and I just can't. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just I just can't even make myself right now. Even as much as I loved Battle for Azeroth when it came out, it was uh, getting through the uh, the older stuff. I just like, okay, um. I'm done right now. It's like, I can't do this. I don't have the time to devote to it, to that grinding and, and putting in the, the other 30 hours of work a week to make it, uh, yeah. to be competitive enough to actually beat it. It's but I want to. Well, at some point we just need to put together a little, a little raid team and just throw ourselves against bosses. Yeah. With no seriousness. Just to, just to have the experience. Just to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Just to wipe for an entire evening and see who's the one to start yelling. Well, yeah, that's what I, was, I was just thinking that I was like, we're all up. This is just going to be casual. And by the other time, why aren't you doing the deep? <laughs> yep, exactly. Because it will happen. Like there is no way it won't. That 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 is just. It's like putting. Uh, it, it's like putting people in a prison experiment. Even though that never really happened. With the, it was over exaggerated. But you put people in this box. Like your guards, your uh, your people. You're exactly the same. But you're playing these roles. And by the end of it, they hate each other and are abusing each other. That's like a raid team. Just like that is that is anyone who raids, whether you are best friends in real life or not, you will hate each other by the end of it. Uh, they used to call me Professor Stands in All the Fire. Uh, <laughs> guess why? Guess why? Guess where I got my nickname from? Oh uh, yeah, no, I I that was one thing I hated as a hunter is that anything anywhere you needed to be, there was something you couldn't stand in. Like, yep. but I need to be here. <laughs> like, well, you have to move. And I'm like, yes, but then my DPS goes down. <laughs> Why is your DPS down? Because I have to keep moving out of the gunk. Yep, I have to move out of that. <laughs> and I was I was I was a priest, and I was always like, and I hate to say, I hate to brag, but I was always like one of the best healers in uh, in our guild the entire time that we were going. And I, I I know I was, but I always had to say my cooldowns for myself because I would get hit by something <laughs> and have to like desperate prayer myself or pain suppression myself instead of the <laughs> tank. And it's just like, yeah, y'all, BJ is not the uh, panic healer. He's just getting hit. <laughs> he's getting hit by something. Everybody's going to maintain being healed. He's great in clutch, but he's going to use them on himself. It's like every <laughs> time <laughs> was that was me. It's like I could That's not awesome. get out of the fire. All right, that's now official. At, at one point, we're just going to do an episode where you and I geek out about our our glory days in WoW. Yeah, I think that's the. I think that is going to have to happen. <laughs> um, a totally different direction that I have not been able to get into as much as I think. I, I don't know if this is that I want to or I feel like I should. Okay, is anime. Yeah. I go back and forth on this one myself, but I'm I'm in that boat with you where I don't know if I actually want to, but I feel like I should because I want to have those conversations with people. Mm-hmm. So what's keeping you from doing it? Um, I want to blame it on my husband. Okay. Because he does not like animated things. Animated, um, not even just like Japanese anime, but animated. Yeah, he doesn't like cart- well, he doesn't like cartoons. He doesn't mind things that are a little bit more Pixar like. Okay, like he can get through that kind of stuff, but he doesn't like like if I was I just I just bought the first season of Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know yet, um, and uh, and so like I couldn't sit down and watch a couple of episodes of Transformers with him because he'd be like, oh, okay, um, and so to add to that that it's it's Japanese animation like that's even harder 
for him to get into. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's a lot of other stuff that I would rather be watching if I had to watch something on my own. Yeah, I know. That's kind of what it is for me, too. And a lot of the good ones are are not dubbed or you have to read the subtitles. So it's not terribly easy to just throw on a second screen while you're playing something. Exactly. And, And I want that time to play my games. So that's kind of why I haven't gotten to anime, but so many of my students are into anime and Jay has the, the anime club on our Reddit. I'm like, I want to be involved, but I just, I can't do it. I'm, I know I see it. I actually ended up muting the channel because I on on Discord because I, I I saw it and I read it and it made me want to join in on the discussions and I just never could. I couldn't I couldn't find the time to sit down and watch this on top of everything else that I was already trying to keep up with and without just being a couch potato and just not doing anything else. It's like I, I, I loved anime when I was in high school. I got super into uh, when it first started getting popular in the United States when uh, Toonami was on uh, the uh, the Cartoon Network afternoons. I loved it. I was super into it. And as I've, I've gotten older, I've just start, I kind of started hating it in college because my friends were into the uh, were into hentai. And mm-hmm. they would just show us hentai instead of watching like actual TV shows like uh, like Berserk or uh, Great Teacher Onitsuka, anything like that. It was just hentai. And we were just like, dude, I don't want to watch any more tentacles. And, uh, <laughs> this is exactly what I was thinking. I walked in on my roommate once. like He wasn't doing anything but watching it. And I'm like, why is there tentacle <laughs> porn on our TV? Yep. Like, why? Yeah, I know. Like, like the worst one that we saw, I will never forget, is called La Blue Girl. If you've never seen it, and that's something that you're interested in, you should watch. Uh, watch La Blue Girl. Um, it made me hate anime for about the la- for the next fifteen years. Uh, and now I'm trying to like get back into it. I've got Crunchyroll installed on things, and so I keep trying to find something that will get my attention back, and that I can just watch. And it's the same reason as you. The subtitles make it so that I love them. Don't get me wrong; I love the subtitle ones uh, far better than most of the dubs. But I can't. I have to be focusing in on it. I can't do mm-hmm. anything else at the same time. And sometimes I feel like I would rather be doing the something else with that on in the background. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I mean, maybe, maybe that's something I can do. I'm always finding things to kind of just the last thing to do before I go to bed, kind of thing. Oh yeah, I have like a little twenty to thirty minutes before I'm I'm out, where it's just me in the in the bedroom, quiet. And so, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll try there. But yeah, even as I'm saying it, I'm like probably won't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like I, I started watching Dragon Ball Super the other day. I opened up Crunchyroll after I finished work at a few minutes before my wife came home, and I just started Dragon Ball Super, and it's uh, it's still subtitled because I loved Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid. Well, not even a kid when I was a, a young adult. I was I loved me some Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super is way weirder than I remember Dragon Ball Z being. It's like, it is super weird. It is super weird. Eh? But like, I don't, but it's good. I enjoyed it, but I stopped halfway through the second episode because of the subtitles. and I wanted to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Have you gone back to a lot of like old um, animated stuff when you were from when you were younger? Animated. Yes. And uh, part of it, I love like uh, we started watching He-Man and She-Ra recently uh, after the new Shira show came out that's fantastic and uh, Shira was fun for a while and then just got terrible like it's uh-huh. fun to go back to and watch part of but it's hard to go back to uh, to some of it it's I haven't I've never was a Transformers guy so I'm curious to hear how that would hold up for you 
Well, you know, I like I think I mentioned it on one of my previous episodes that just one day out of the blue, Matt looks at me. We were on on winter break, and he just goes, "You want to go see Bumblebee?" Huh. And I was like, "Sure." He's like, "They say it's one of the best rated Transformer films." I'm like, "Dude, that is not a high bar." Yeah, um, <laughs> that's like saying more pants to work today. It's- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and so like I'm watching it, and I, I I think I've mentioned this before the. The director, and I should know it, but I don't. The um, director that they got for this. I don't remember her name. Yeah, you can tell that they really love the property and the okay. property from the 80s cartoon. Because when they do the flashbacks to like Cybertron, yeah, I can sit there and go, that's Ratchet. That's uh, Ironhide. Okay. That's, and, and then I was surprising myself that I knew the name. Like I remembered the names. So yeah. I went back and bought the first season. I watched, watched like the first two or three episodes. It's something I will toss on my my screen at school when I'm like moving my desks around. Okay. And um, it's not like, like you can tell that they're selling toys because they're like, look at all these cool things this character uh-huh. can do. But it's not a bad cartoon and it's not a bad preference. I mean, it's not a, a bad premise. Yeah. It, yeah, it, like it's it's not like oh my god, this is the best show ever. It's exactly what I remember, but it's definitely got enough nostalgia behind it, and it's decent enough that it's like I could I could watch the full season. Have you uh, watched the TV show uh, on Netflix, uh, The Toys That Made Us? I've heard you guys talk about it, and I haven't seen it, but I definitely want to. You really would love the. You would absolutely love the um, second. Uh, uh, maybe it's not the second episode, but the Transformers episode. Mm-hmm. It is so good showing how they came up with all the different Transformers, how how poorly some of it went, and why they had to keep redoing everything. It was uh, it was really really neat to to watch. That it's uh, I don't even know how to. Most of them aren't even Transformers. They took a lot of them from just Japanese robot toys and brought them over to the United States and gave them a new paint job and new name. It, oh, wow. and, and then threw them in the TV show. Like it's it's great looking back at this stuff. I mean, like the stuff that you love and that you know about isn't the stuff that you know when you love isn't the stuff that you know and love. But it's cool to know what it was originally, and it still maintains that for you. Like it's it's super cool. That's cool. Yeah, I remember the um, Soundwave was my favorite. Oh yeah, he had the little the little tape cassettes that come out, and I'm watching that, and I'm like, kids wouldn't even know what this is. <laughs> like, this makes no sense to them. No, not at all. Uh, that cool. Uh, yeah, they like like the Walkman stuff you and I were talking about. Before. Yeah, exactly. Like, you give a kid a Walkman, they wouldn't know what to do with it, and uh, or you give just about anybody a Walkman these days. But those headphones, give them to somebody now. It's like, why are these headphones so flimsy? It's like <laughs> I, don't, I don't get why. Why I could break this? Yeah, my my friend uh, Sander, who I'm going to shout out to later, um, is our writing coach at school, and she was in my classroom a couple months ago. Um, working with me and I said something like I was having the kids get onto the computers. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so log into the internet. And then I stop and I look at her and she looks at me. I said, they don't do that anymore. Do they? She goes, no, they really don't. Oh, and everybody's like log into the internet. And I'm like, it's an AOL thing. AOL. (laughs) 
All right, children, let me tell you a story of how it used to be. You used to have to call the internet, and sometimes it wouldn't answer you. Which is absurd. Like, thinking back now that the internet wouldn't answer you Mm -hmm. is is just crazy. That It's like, oh, the internet's busy. I got to wait on this this access line. (laughs) It's like somebody else is calling right then, and you can't get on. Man, I'd forgotten about that. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like that's one of the benefits of having um, teenagers around you all the time is that you you constantly are reminded of the things that they will never know about. Like we were talking yesterday about rotary phones. Oh, yeah. Never. They have to deal with a rotary phone. (laughs) Oh, no, they wouldn't. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that one. They okay. didn't mind. My students didn't know Alanis Morissette. That was oh that was the first one when they didn't know Alanis Morissette. And then I made a Napster reference and they had no idea what Napster was. <laughs> oh my God, Napster. Yep. yep. They had no clue what it was. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, what? How is that? Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot how we got into rotary phones, but somebody was like, and then you'd mess up and you'd have to start all over again. <laughs> Oh, yeah, all over. <laughs> I remember I remember doing it at my grandpa's house trying to call Fox 17 in Nashville, Tennessee to win a Game Boy before I had one, and I had to do it on a rotary phone. <laughs> it uh, yeah. Like yeah, people don't like like honestly, I can guarantee like I love those those um YouTube videos where they're like teenagers try it today's teenagers trying to figure out a rotary phone yep. and it just <laughs> makes me it makes me sad when i see those it's uh it just always makes me sad we're old beach we are <laughs> terribly old all right back to you okay so the probably the uh one of the other things is you know we talked about tabletop rpgs but uh more than that board gaming too it's like i would mm-hmm. love to be able to get into them like i have a cousin who's super into them and they just uh like spend so much money on it takes up so much space in their their house it's like i want to do this like i would love to be able to play more board games especially like two player ones with just me and my wife but we just that's one that i just don't have time to invest in doing all of that Mm -hmm. that that's also another one that's very expensive yeah it is like they come back with with hundreds of dollars hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of of swag from gen con every year and i'm just like i i spend a lot of money but i don't think i could do that on board games it's like i've never been able to get into it to that point but i love the idea of it yeah, I, the other person I'm going to shout out to later in the show, my friend Marcel, who was actually I think on episode like two or three back in the day. Oh, um, she she is, I kind of categorize geek as somebody who, when you get into something, you really get into something. Yeah, and there's a lot of us who are serial geeks. So we get into something, go all in, get bored, move on to the next thing, go all in. Yeah. <laughs> she she's doing that right now with board games. Like she's like she looked at me the other day and she's like Joe. The amount of money I have spent in the last two years on board games is wrong. (laughs) 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 And she goes, and I haven't even, like, she goes, I've told myself I am not allowed to play another board game or buy another board game until I play the ones I have. Wow. Like, like, like we do with video games where uh-huh. sometimes we have to just slow our roll and be like, no, (laughs) I'm not buying anything until I play through my steam list. Uh huh. Uh, like she's that with video with board games and that's this is out of all of these things because everything you've listed i'm like yeah 
yeah, I'm not going to ever have time to do that. I feel like board gaming is one of the few things that I might be able to do a little bit more often yeah. because I know Matt likes to do them. We have uh, friends okay. who like to do them. So I think it really depends on if you have a circle of friends who are into it, then you, you can make time for it because it's not something you have to do for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. True. That's, and I may be able to get more into it when uh, Austin and Grace are moving back to, uh, hopefully moving to our town uh, where we live in now from uh, Palm Beach, Florida. So with them moving, it, we're going to have uh, a couple friends and everything, my best friend in uh, our area again, finally, that we may be able to get together and do that kind of thing more with. So that would be a lot uh, easier to have someone a few minutes away instead of an hour and a half away is the closest uh, board game group that I've had. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing because I live so far away from my work, like all my friends and everybody I know colleagues that would be doing these things are, are a ways away. So we have to, the, the thing I have as an advantage is because I live in Palm Springs, people are like, well, we'll just come out to your house because it's sunny. We may stay the night, but we'll come out to you. But that is a good thing. Yeah. That they because that's that's the opposite of us. Most of our people are around one area, and then we're the ones who have to travel because it's they're they're there, and there's no reason like uh, like being in Palm Springs, Florence, Alabama is no Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so hopefully we'll put that both on our list as as most likely to <laughs> to be able to remedy. <laughs> yep, that one, that one, and probably watching Twitch, the being able to sit and occasionally do that will probably be the most likely to be able to get into. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think my last one really for now is I, I am very guilty that I have fallen so far behind. And I think at this point too far behind to catch up for all of the WC uh, or CW rather um, DC series. Just, I can't, there's too many of them. I know it's, it's painful to think about all of the, uh, the shows that I've, not watched on there that I was all in on keeping up with all of them. And then they just expanded like they exploded out with so many new shows and crossovers that I, I couldn't keep up. Yeah. Supergirl was the one that broke me. Yep. Like I got through two thirds of the first season and it was just like, I've got so much to do. I can't, it's a, it was, it was the hour that, that I couldn't afford anymore. Oh. I totally understand. We got through season two and when season three came back, we, that was when we were just like, that's not one that we can keep up with. And we, Jennifer didn't like the flash and uh, even rewatching the pilot. That was one that uh, I didn't like nearly as much. Legends of tomorrow was just off our radar and we fell off of arrow. Oh man. Back when it was the racial ghoul season, uh, long, long ago. So we just, we just we're we're too far behind that I don't think we'll ever get back on that one. Yeah, at one point I remember shouting to the TV, and I'm not a shouting at the TV kind of guy, but I got so <laughs> frustrated. I was like, "Oh my god, will you just people tell just just tell each other the truth?" Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm keeping secrets. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense why you're doing this. Like, nothing you're doing makes sense. <laughs> it was like if you just if you just talk like just stop and talk and then my, my husband goes but then there wouldn't be a show and i'm like yes they've got superpowers mm-hmm. there's plenty that you could do with superpowers without having to have all this drama lots of things <laughs> but yeah it's uh exactly i totally understand the dc one i am i'm right there with you 
Uh, any more for you? Uh, just like we had talked about a little bit earlier, just the theater stuff. Uh, more than anything, uh, you were talking about just uh, earlier in the notes, just being like, just doing your theater thing. That has been so far out of my life. And I always, that I've missed doing that, that I was always the theater nerd. And I loved it. And just the time commitment to be in any show whatsoever, even uh, yeah. like, even a small production just takes up so much time that I don't have it to give. I cannot do something every night or every other night uh, for hours and hours to, to prep for a show. There's just, it's impossible when it's not my job. I have, I have two solutions for you. One, do you have, um, do you at least have theater you can go see on a semi-regular basis yeah, near you? Yeah, we do. We, the university puts on a lot of, uh, a lot of shows and the community theater and the kids theater around. So we have, uh, actually have quite access to quite a few shows. Yeah. That's always kind of nice to kind of just get the fix. Yep. But, and I can see you being pretty good at this. Have you ever done improv? Uh, yeah, I, I love doing it. There are a couple of, tr- like, I don't know, are they troops? Is that what you call mm-hmm. them around yeah. here? Yeah. So I, that's always something to look into because, like, they are always looking. There's a lot of, um, at least out here, there's a lot of um, rotation through. Like, people come for several months and then yeah. they'll, they'll move on. But that's always, like, because it doesn't take any extra rehearsal time. You, like, you meet up to get to know each other and to get to know how each other works, but right. it's not as big of a commitment as doing like a full show. Yeah. And they had actually had, it was a couple of years ago that I had, they had had auditions for a new member and I'd thought about doing it then. And uh, because I've always enjoyed it because of uh, being wacky and uh, being able to do it. Like I've always loved doing, doing improv stuff. And we've gone to a couple of improv shows. Yeah, the this is my actually my tenth year running my my drama program. Really, ten? Yeah, yeah, and I wanted to do something to kind of like commemorate that, but we were so busy because <laughs> um, I I'm also pro- I produced two shows in the fall and I'm doing three in the spring, so it it's a lot. Um, but I have a Facebook page like a group with um, a bunch of the theater alumni. Yeah. And so I just was like, what do you guys want to do? And all the improv kids were like, let's just do an improv show. And so the week before we went on um, winter break, we got, I don't know, maybe 12 or 15 alumni to come back. One of them was from the very first group we had going that founded the the drama program. Oh, wow. And, and they played with some of our current students. And it was just cool to see like the generations of kids that had kind of grown up doing improv and even if they didn't know each other we mixed and matched them so that they had to play with people that they didn't play with when they were in school and it was just cool to see how they kind of appreciated each other and it was it was a neat evening that is really really cool that 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 kind of thing could happen like that would i would have loved to have seen something like that yeah it was a lot of fun and uh yeah, just a lot. And it was funny because one, I I don't I I honestly don't do improv with my kids much anymore because I used to be the person who directed them, but I got them to a point our schedule got so full that we have two captains every year that basically run the whole thing. They decide on the the 
what what games are going to be played at the shows. Right. They they I help them with casting just because there has to be a, a responsible adult to keep them honest. Right. But, of course. But but I let them do most of the decision making because hey, these are the people you're going to have to work with for the rest of the year. Right. Yeah, and so they kind of run everything, but. <laughs> Um, it was nice to go back in and and kind of stretch those muscles again and kind of say, okay, you know, do do the directing. And at one point, we were playing a guessing game where they the the girl just couldn't get it. Aww. She was just struggling so much to get it, and they were f- having fun, but I could tell it was going too long. I didn't want them to lose the audience, so I made a guest appearance in their game. Oh. And uh, and it was kind of fun because it was it was long enough to just kind of give everybody the oh it's cool Mr. Hogan's on stage yeah and um but not too long to take away from their evening yeah but it but it gave me that little you know oh I miss this yeah I know <laughs> and, and, and stage again <laughs> I know and what got me was a year and a half ago I think maybe two years ago now we did a, a book festival and we brought in R.L. Stein and so we uh, we were up on stage and stuff like that during the during the um, production and uh, set up and way I'm just looking out into this auditorium and I'm just like oh I miss being on stage it's like oh I want I want people to look at me and it's, it's like addictive. I, it is <laughs> It really is. And I'm a ham, so I just want attention. And it's uh it was it it's it just makes me want it more and more. Yeah. So I think that's most of the stuff that I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more, but that's the stuff I think is most urgent for us that we kind of regret not having the time to yeah. do. I think so. That that just thinking about it, it's like I may be able to get some time for more of this now that I'm actually thinking about it. Yeah, and if you guys have, if the, the listeners have have suggestions on on things that might kind of bridge the gaps for us, you know, you could kind of do this, and it'd be kind of the same thing as that, but not as time intensive or cheaper. Or yeah, if you have any suggestions? Let us know on either Slack or Reddit um, or Twitter. We're all over the place, and um, and also, what are some of the things that you just don't have time for? Because we we all have those things that we're like we we would love to do this, but yeah, there's just not twenty five or twenty six hours in a day. Yeah, if there are eight days a week. It'd be great <laughs> as long as as long as it was another weekend day. That's true. <laughs> let's, not add, yeah. let's not add another work day to our. Oh thing. God, no, no, no. Let's not. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, any shout outs this week? Uh, really, the only one I could think of was uh, for my boy, Austin. He finally started a blog. Uh, the one I mentioned earlier about playing all the Dragon Quest games. I'm so proud of him for finally starting a blog. He's um, he's kind of mealy mouthed about it for years. And I'm really glad that uh, that he finally bit the bullet and uh, did it, especially as part of uh, as part of the geek to geek stuff where uh, where he was able to to really blog and get an audience for it because his initial idea was I ironically posting it on uh, live journal and mm-hmm. i was like nah i think that'd be funny but no nah, you come here and do this if you're really gonna do this here we go and so uh so i gotta i gotta give him props for doing that and if people want to read that one that's at uh, geek to geek media.com slash dragon quest austin so i'm, that's I'm, awesome. I'm proud of congratulations it. austin that's neat and we're gonna all have to listen to your episode this week and uh and check that blog out yeah, that one. Yeah, that's my. That's really my shout out. That's a. I'm proud of him. Very cool. Um, I've mentioned both of them during the course of the show because I've been spending a lot of time with <laughs> them. But two of my colleagues, uh, Marcel and Sandra, 
Um, they have been helping me with drama this year because as I was telling Bij before, um, before we started recording, I have like 120 kids in my drama program now, which is basically a fifth of the school. And I can't do that by myself. No. I'd like to think I can, but I can't. Um, so, you know, all day yesterday we did a load in for our musical, bring it on. And um, they have been invaluable and we have had so much like it's it's cool when not only do you have people that are helping you but you're all having fun while you're helping each other out yeah it just makes it it just makes it nice so just a big huge thank you to marcel and sandra for for letting me free up a little time so that i can do some of this geekiness yeah that's uh that having people around that you can rely on is so important and most people i know myself at least i never appreciated it until i had someone that i could fully rely on there was a time when i had uh, people who i was supposed to be able to rely on at work and i couldn't and felt like i was picking up the slack for them when they were supposed to be doing the opposite and uh, now i am now once i had someone to rely on it was like oh Oh, that's what this is like. Oh, this is nice. So mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. them and happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's very like I looked at everything that we just just somebody taking over ticket sales. Like that sounds like it's not a big thing, but oh my god, it's a huge thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's huge. Um, yeah, and and the programs all like I've like I can give them the stuff that I don't like doing. And because they don't mind doing that stuff, it's kind of in their wheelhouse and stuff they enjoy. Like they're happy. I'm happy. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that is amazing that they like doing ticket sales and just getting all that stuff together. That's awesome. I, fa- I found two people who are very, very organized and like procedure and like forms and like, and I'm like, these are all the things that I bounce off hard. <laughs> so I'm like, this is beautiful. Oh, you are the luckiest man in the world. That is, <laughs> that's, you don't find those, you hold on to them and uh, you, you don't let them go. No, never, never, <laughs> never. Um, Ray is back next week. I have barely talked to him for the last two because he's been completely out of town. I think he's in, in New Orleans, I believe right oh. now. Maybe. Um, his, his area for recruiting is down in the South. So we should really send him your way at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi, but he will be coming back and we'll figure out what we're talking about. But you know, knowing me and Ray will, We'll think we're going into it with nothing to say, and we'll say something for the entire two hours. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the kind of like this. We're like, I don't know what to talk about this week. <laughs> two hours later. <laughs> yep, exactly. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Woo! Check out other geek to geek shows such as the geek to geek podcast. Are you still doing geek fitness? Uh, it's there, but I'm probably not like it's uh, depending on if I can ever get myself out the door again. <laughs> well, the go, go, go to this backlog. Cause it's very cool. Um, and tea time with Katie and Chelsea and make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash geek to geek cast. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. We're also on Discord. We're also on Reddit. We're on Slack. We're on 
all sorts of stuff. Uh, BJ, where you want to be? <laughs> where, where, where else can we find you? Uh, you can find me as uh, Professor Beej, uh, B E E J, on uh, Twitter. That's where I'm at most often. Uh, most other platforms, that's my username. Um, I'm on Facebook uh, as either Geek Fitness, uh, sl- you know, fb.me slash Geek Fitness or uh, Geek to Geek Cast. And uh, if you feel like tossing me an email, uh, Beej, B E E J, at uh, Geek to Geek Cast.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for hanging out with me this morning. Oh, of course. <laughs> thanks for thanks for giving me an opportunity to uh, to geek out about all this and uh, think about spell pen gems again. Well, and we, we have got to make sure that the next time is not two years from now. <laughs> true. That's just not acceptable. We do not need to do this. Uh, we, ne- we, we don't need to wait until 2021 <laughs> to do this again. No. no. <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh, have fun this week. And remember, this week, keep it geek. Greetings, programs and applications. I'm Ben, and I am Keith, and we are the The Two Two Gay Gay Geeks. Geeks. We are the nerds behind TG Geeks Webcast, where we talk about sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre. You name it, we talk about it. We release an episode every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. You can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Spreaker, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, look us up on YouTube. And, of course, we can be found at tggeeks.com, where you can find not only our webcast, but articles about other geeky goodness. So come along for the wildest ride in the potosphere. Did you just say potosphere?